Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm a joker and I like to play poker. I'm a joker and I like to play poker. I'm a joker and I like to play poker. I'm a joker and I like to play poker. Hello again and welcome to the Shane Oliver Experience. I've got with me Dave Theron from The Dave Show. Cheers, friends for life. Thanks for, for having life. me on. <laughs> friends for life, my man. <laughs> That's it, mate. I love it. I love it. So what have you been up to, mate? How you been? I've been awesome. Yeah? I'm just uh, organizing shows and, um, yeah, throwing out a lot of mangoes, eating a lot of cupcakes, and we're adding burgers to the show. So Adding burgers to the show? Yeah, we, we're buying little sliders, and we hand them out when the song calls burgers for you loaded fries too so we like <laughs> hand out burgers and that's at the end of the show yeah dude that's great so like everyone can get drunk and then they can have something to eat on the way out so where did the concept of food come into all of this well explain the dave show tell tell the dave show well the dave show is all about friends for life you can come and uh enjoy comedy music so i can actually make you a song you can come to the show and hear your song getting played by me. And they're like, yeah, that's about me. And then that's, you're in the Friends for Life movement. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. I throw out toys as well and I throw out exercise balls and it's very interactive. <laughs> People throw them back at me. All the songs are related to, you know, stuff that I'm throwing out and people have a great time for a good hour. Yeah, right. So do you have a certain limit that you have your shows play to or you just you try and get through as much content as you can while you're up oh, there I, or? it's like the songs go back to back no breaks it's all anarchy for the whole hour yeah it's all like if you see toys coming your way catch one throw it back if you see exercise balls kick it somewhere you know if you want to throw something get me do it and people up on stage as well they throw it back as well so i get other people up on stage we have this song called skate dave and i hand out skateboards people ride ride around on skateboards on stage or in the audience um yeah and every song is relatable to something that i'm throwing out or something to catch and eat or i made a song about candles and i literally made candles for the show and brought candles and handed candles out to people when the candle song came on (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and um, they had That's like, crazy. yeah, yeah, and they had like, I made a soap song, so I made all soap before the show and handed out soap to people so they can clean their bodies. Bit sweaty after a full, a full pretty full on gig. Yeah, some people don't have showers for a while, so they can have some. <laughs> so soap. you're just trying to make sure that you can help out where you can. Yeah, it's it's just something new that I can promote before the show, and then people go, oh, Dave's interesting exciting who gives out soap at a show i'm like just trying to make sure that people get value for money when they come see my show 
when when you do these shows, um, do you have any sort of pushback from any of the promoters when you say, "Hey, I'm go- I've got a whole bunch of shit that I want to be putting up on the stage, throwing out to the crowd, or whatever"? Uh, do they have any push? Do you have 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 you had any pushback from any of the venues from doing that? Or no, I don't tell them. <laughs> See, I'm okay. not that well known for yeah. people to know what's going to happen. I pretty much I'm underground until it actually happens, and they're like, "Oh shit, I missed it." No. Yeah, okay. but the people that actually come to the show, they're like rewarded with whatever I'm bringing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, how long have you been doing the Dave Show? How long have you been writing music? I've been writing for eight years, and I've been performing for four. Performing for four? Yeah. And what 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 gave you the drive to get up there and? Do what you do because I've seen I've seen the videos I've yeah. I've, I've heard your music <laughs> I love it it's great oh that's awesome but, but what what um what what gave you the drive to get in to do something like that well I used to do stand up comedy mm-hmm. and uh, the comedy was like was really good I felt like it was great but I kept singing songs in between my comedy lines and then this comedy promoter said make comedy music and then. I'm like, okay, so I made comedy music and I put it on SoundCloud, shared it to Facebook and my friend Lachlan Watt picked it up and he was like, oh, you know, this is good. Get it on um, Triple J on Earth. It makes me laugh all the time when I hear your songs. Yeah. So I did that and, he, and then after that, I was it was struggling to get shows anywhere because everyone thought it was a big meme on Facebook. Yeah. And then, yeah, I played a show with Lachlan at The Lab, which is like a small... Venue. It was a little AA venue or something back yeah. in the day, yeah. Yeah, it was um, at Wool and Gabba. Mm-hmm. And then after that, yeah, everyone knew what was official after I did that show. And then I started getting gigs at the um, – yeah, I got gigs at the – there was a gig at uh, – it was in the Valley, but it's closed down. I forget what it's called because mm-hmm. it's closed down. Yeah, there's like a theatre room, a big stage. It's like three rooms – uh, New Globe. New Globe. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I got a few R. gigs R. there. Mm. And then that, everyone's like, you should actually book your own show. So I booked my, sh- my own show at the Bright Side. Yeah, and then I, I booked a show at um, the Rick's Bar. Then I booked a show at um, the Foundry. And then after that, um, I got on a tour, the David Lieberhart tour. And he's like, he was on Tim and Eric. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, he's like his music's really like out there as well, and it's all comedy, but it's more like aliens and stuff like that. So I toured aliens. Yeah, we we <laughs> toured around Australia, and then after that, uh, yeah, I was just just hitting different states and it's doing pretty well there. And then I I just wanted to make sure while I'm not touring, my name's still getting around, and mm-hmm. people can still buy my t-shirts, and I can still make content on Facebook and YouTube and sell my T-shirts worldwide. So I do shows to create content to sell my T-shirts. Right, okay, yeah. And yeah. that's where the Friends for Life movement begins because people like the shirt but they like the message underneath it. Mm-hmm. You know, grab one of Dave's T-shirts because you're part of the Friends for Life movement and that's like everyone wants to be a friend. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. while we're at while we're on that topic as well um, – Explain to us a little bit more about the whole Friends for Life movement. I love it. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, I well, want to be. I want to be a part of it myself. Well, um, 
Yeah, like how, how did what, what was the motiv- motivation behind wanting mm. to link something like that to your music? Yeah, well, the the friends for life thing was if you're down and you wanted a song to cheer you up, I could make you the song to cheer you up, whether it was good or bad. It would cheer you up, and then after that, I was sick of going to shows and seeing people doing like haymakers and trying to beat people down, and I was like stopping fights and saying, you know calm down friends for life don't don't hurt people it shows mm. so that's like yeah so friends for life works in any direction that whenever you say it people like calm down peace be the journey you don't want to hurt people you don't want to end up in jail because you're throwing fists at people it's not a it's not a necessary thing to happen at a show as well testosterone can get the better of people when they're amongst when they're yeah. amongst the music and they're feeling it and stuff like that and you do get you do get the the odd one in the crowd that will take it that one step too far. Yeah. And it can always accelerate very quickly in those instances, which sucks. You don't ever want to see it happen. You don't want to be a part of it too, you know? So I can understand wanting to create such a, such a, a a unique um, tagline for your, for your music as well, because it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's enjoyable and it, it it gives you that sort of you know everybody can get up and do this everybody can yeah. have fun everybody can be a friend and everybody can just have a good time yeah. and when you incorporate when you incorporate just fluffy toys and skateboards and food now as well yeah. you were yeah. telling me before uh, Macho Fest which is coming up in April yeah, is April it the yeah. 13th yeah. 13th of April at the back room your plan is because I believe it's a wrestling themed show or like yeah. gig or whatever or whatever um, your plan for this one um, is to have a wrestling ring. Am I correct in that? Yeah, we're going to have a wrestling ring at the back room. At the back room. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sure I feel like... It's not hard. You get four posts. That's easy. Bring I, that in and you just get four pieces of rope. I feel like... <laughs> you get some beds. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like there could be a, a, a slight downside to it. Because you're going to get some big fuckers that are going to want to <laughs> get on it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they've the, got a barrier there at the back room. It's like, if you don't want people on the stage, <laughs> tell them not to get on the stage. You know? yeah. like, but <laughs> it, you're on the stage with a wrestling ring and you have other people in the audience want to come and wrestle. That's, like, that's fine. It's just, they're not going to wrestle me. I'm going to be mm. singing. They're going to be throwing exercise balls and everything. People don't want to be on stage when balls are flying unless they're really happy to get hit. Unless they're into it, yeah, know, yeah. in that it's, zone. Yeah, you know. exactly. It's the same yeah, like, yeah. in a different con- in a content or style of music, say, best one I can go off is for me because I've been in their pits numerous yeah. times as Slayer. They're, they're full on. Like, I've, every one I've been in in a Slayer pit, every time I've been in a Slayer pit, I've gotten fucking hurt <laughs> like pretty decently too. Yeah. The first time I ever saw them was at River Stage. I remember seeing some guy just get knocked out cold. It was it wasn't intentional. Like yeah. it was just a really freak thing where he's lost his balance. Someone yeah. stood on his foot, and with River Stage, their mosh pit yeah. for that for where it is there is just on concrete. Like I, that one blows my mind still when you get yeah. big bands like that play there because they do still do it. And then yeah, he's gotten caught. Someone stood on the back of his shoe and he's lost his balance and he's fallen down and he's hit the side of his head. So he's a bit dazed and out yeah. of it. And I've seen it from like maybe five metres away, and I've tried making my way through to, to get him, and then out of nowhere I've just copped this giant 
skinhead dude just yeah. shouldering me. He must not have seen me, but I, I saw him. I saw all of him, and he's just bowled me over and sent me flying on the concrete yeah. and like and nearly got trodden on and stuff. But then immediately I felt like two or three arms grab me and just yeah. hoik me up, slap me on the back of the head, you know, and just like, yeah, and then just get straight back into it, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's no need for that. Like, there's no need for a big guy to target a small guy. I mean, no, if no, there's not. I don't think he saw me though, because yeah. it was. I don't. Yeah, yeah it, that's one of the things. Like, um, because when I when I when I felt it, like he was one of the guys that helped pick me up as well. Yeah. So I don't know if he if it was intentional or not. Like, I don't overthink about that too much yeah. now. But um, yeah, the main the main takeaway that I have from that is that you know the, the music can be as intense as it wants, yeah. but it's you've got if you're a good person. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Like you will help someone when they fall down. Yeah, exactly. You will make sure they're okay. You will, you will do that. You know, yeah. it's just what you should do. You know, and it's it, sure, it, yeah, and it should traverse through every style of music. Yeah. With with um, yours as well. Uh, I look. I I love the idea of the wrestling ring. Yeah, I'm a little concerned that someone's going <laughs> to some big guy is just going to go straight through the middle of it, but. I still think you should do it though. Okay, that'd be great. I I really don't think like anything, I don't know how yeah, stru- well, the structures of wrestling rings work. So yeah, okay. if you do, if yeah. you do, and you're comfortable with it, hell yeah, do it. Yeah, because like that was just my first <laughs> first thought is like, rest, dude, do it. Yeah, but will you be allowed? That's that that's the thought I had. Well, I haven't asked Mousy yet, but uh, I keep things under wraps. Mm. It's like I never really tell people what's going to happen mm. until. We set up and right. it's happening. Right. Just like if I told everybody, then mm. the word would get out and mm. then it's not a surprise. Should we stop talking about it on this no, then? No, it's okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Because we don't know that you're going to do it yet. We don't know. You could, it, you could do something else. Who knows? It's okay. For the listeners that are listening, they will know. But <laughs> for everybody <laughs> yep. else that shows up, yep. they might not know. They will be pleasantly surprised. It's all good. No, I, 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 again, like I said, I, I'm not shitting on that idea in no, any way okay. i hope i'm not coming across like that but no you're not it's 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 fuck, it's, it's such a cool idea though yeah, you know because you don't, flo- you know, it doesn't happen you know as much as uh, as you think it does yeah you know just int- in- interesting shit like that well the flyer does have um uh hulk hogan and um i think it's like mr warrior or something oh wait Ra- wait no no Ra- it's Randy, um, it's macho man, macho Randy, man yeah randy, randy, savage. randy savage that's the one yeah big boy on- He's on the flyer, so. Oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. He, he was one of the, he was one of my favorites back in the day. Just just a lunatic. He's just so <laughs> roided up. But he was. You go watch some of his like promos that yeah. he did back then with um, Gene Oakland. Yeah. Oh, to die for. I know. So funny. So good. Um, but yeah, if that that Macho Fest thing though should be sick, and I'm glad that you're on that one too as well. I, that will if I can't make it to the one. Uh, your show also as well for the for the listeners. Dave has a show uh, at the th- uh, on the third of March at Betty's Cafe and Espresso. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the bands that are playing with, unfortunately, but Dave will be able to tell you that. Um, yeah, get down and have a good time. Make some friends for life at Betty's Cafe and Espresso this Sunday. Yeah, this the, Sunday. Yeah, it's yeah, on, on my birthday. Th- that's yeah, right. On, on the, the third. third yeah. If I can yeah. make it, I will definitely come to it for sure. But I will. If I can't make this one, 
I am definitely coming to Macho Fest yeah, for yeah. sure. I want to see if I want to see if a fucking wrestling ring <laughs> oh, yeah. turns up because I want to I want to have a crack at that shit. No worries. Frog splash for days. I'm going to do it. You can definitely yeah have a wrestling ring. Excellent, excellent. Sweet. So now that you've started doing like I've, I'm seeing you do more shows and releasing more content and stuff now. Yeah. Um, have you got any more lined up, or are you still working towards getting getting more lined up? What have you got any new? Uh, New new plans in the future. Like, what's your plans for 2019? What what's your goal? On oh, my plans to release a new album. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I've already got 50 songs ready to go. I just having troubles turning it into WAV files and then putting them on Bandcamp. That's that's it. I've got the songs. I'm just, that's the only critical point. Yep. They go from MP3, and I can't change them to WAV files on my system oh really and i haven't asked anyone yet because i've just been busy doing shows and i'm gonna be releasing a new t-shirt i think yeah i've got three new designs i'm gonna be releasing three new t-shirts and but thank you for everybody who's buying the t-shirts and supporting the show yeah Yeah, and i after the Macho Fest, I've got no other shows, so <coughs> I'm looking for shows. But I've played seven times since December to, to now, so this will be the eighth show. Excellent. And then I'll have a I'll have a break and then go to Macho Fest. Yep. And I'll, I'm playing Macho Fest with like a whole heap of friends that I've seen their bands play last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's, right on, that's, man. No, that that's yeah. great. And as far as I'm aware, most of those bands that are on that lineup as well, um, you're, you would be the only one that's sort of the the comedy act per yeah, se. Rather, yeah, and everyone else is just like a metal metal band or a punk or rock band or whatever yeah. it is. And you're you were the only one who's doing like the the comedy style of music. I am in that. the only one that's doing comedy style. Yeah, yeah. You either get it or you don't get it. <laughs> and it's, uh, I'll, I'm on at eleven. I'm on at 11.30 till late. So I can get, pre- oh, man, pretty I, much. It's pretty much. <clears throat> If you get the late spot on Mousy's show, it's like it's not always the best time because it starts at twelve and it finishes at twelve. Yeah, it's a big so, day. Yeah. You, you know, most of the good bands want to be playing at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, not so much eleven thirty. But I know I've been partying with all the punters that go to Mousy's shows throughout the years. Yeah, and I've been telling them you've got to come check out my show. I've finally got on one of Mousy's shows, so he believes in it, and I'm sure heaps of people will stay around for it. I, I, I no, I'm just, I, no, and I, I and I will be as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people are because I'm going to be there from twelve till twelve. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, and I always have my merch stall up there, even if I'm not playing, so people. People know who I am. If they're coming to a Mousy show, I'm going to be there. Yeah, for them. If, for everyone. If, if, no, yeah. if I'm doing a stall there, I will oh, be there. Yeah. And, Sorry, I, yes. and I hand out free stuff to people all the time there. It's like just I make soap. I make donuts. I've um, brought in free mangoes and uh, brought in small little sliders. Everything I do for the show, I bring. So people don't want to walk to KFC from the back room. They can just have <laughs> something small from me. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. And Save people your legs. Make, Dave's got food. Dave's yeah. got you covered. 
And if people need a lift, I've been like taking people home back and forth from the back room. So. What a sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's just like that's what yeah. the Friends for Life movement well, no, is about. That's, that, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, Trying it's to not, save the night. You'd be surprised. Like, I mean, a lot of people will say that they would often do that. But when you're out drinking and stuff, coming across a sober person that would offer to drive you, <laughs> drive you home, it's very rare yeah. as well. And that, it's, it's a very, very sweet thing to do as well. And it... it definitely helps some people out when they've had a bit too much and they're not sure how they're going to get home or they're just like oh god the effort whatnot even yeah but that that attitude is just fantastic yeah, especially it's, it's a um, way to get to know people yeah, yeah yeah well i mean you and i've i've had people um you know say please take us home and they've vomited on themselves and they're giving me 20 dollars for a t-shirt then they wear my t-shirt then they go home and they're like Hey Dave, how did your T-shirt get on me? Like you bought one after you vomited on me, <laughs> so like, you know. So that's how happy days. Yeah, that, that's how that works. You didn't sometimes. go home in a vomit-covered shirt. Yeah, you know. I think that's that's a pretty good start. <laughs> yeah. So uh, going on with uh, your 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 music, where where have a lot of your influences come from? Do you drag a lot of influence from stuff that just comes up? in your head or is it come from other artists and genres or is it just generally something that you wing and you just oh, see what happens no 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 I've, I've got heaps of like my comedy music is like my influences are like Rodney Rude Kevin Bloody Wilson and um, you know comedy sort of side of things mm-hmm. That's and Crude Rude but I, I feel like their music has died and it's a lost art to sing comedy music. To make people laugh through a song is like comedy. If you look at Eminem when he first came out, he was like taking the mickey out of everybody and then everybody's like, oh, he's just taking the mickey, you know. It's just comedy but it's funny and we'll start listening because it was funny. That element of funny is lost in certain genres Mm -hmm. and I was like wanting to bring that back. To like, if I can make you laugh when you hear a song, then you're gonna you want to laugh again because some people are down. They want to just laugh and see some laughter in their life or mm-hmm. listen to Dave's music. Yeah, I yeah, can't I, really name a lot of uh, comedians off the top of my head that incorporate a lot of music. I know Tim Mitchin is one. Um, now I'm already drawing a blank. I can't really think of who else. There's oh Adam Sandler is like he he did uh, a few comedy music like songs. In his last, oh Netflix yeah, yeah, in his last well. special, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so it's like I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really consider him sort of a, a, a comedy musician though per se. I mean, he just in that instance. I, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of his stand up. Oh to no, begin with it's, anyway. it's all good. It's just like comedy music and comedy stand up is very similar. It's mm. just like I've got backing tracks while people while I'm singing. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Right. But like. Every comedian will have sort of a song that they'll fall back on mm-hmm. if their jokes are not working. So, like, it'll say three or four, like, you know, one-liners. If they don't get a laugh, then they'll just go straight into singing a comedy song. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work, they'll start talking a story. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, like, cut out the one-liners and I cut out the um, stories and I was like, I'll just start singing. Yeah, and I'll just make it about certain people and crack jokes while I'm in it with the one-liners. Yep. Yeah, so. I love it. That's, 
and um, no one else is doing it. I wanted to be totally individual, and uh, you can't copy my stuff because I'm not even copying my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not like you can be yeah, like, I yeah, used yeah. an influence from this bloke. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, I'm coming up with this shit on my own. Yeah. I got no fucking idea where it's going. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes people laugh. They're yeah. like, where's he coming up with this stuff? I'm like, it's real life. It's coming from myself, my real life experiences. That that was my next question yeah. as well. I was going to ask, like, you. Like what? What sort of writing process do you take with with these songs too that you oh, come up with? Like, I, I I start with um, the chorus. I always start with the chorus about somebody, mm-hmm. or it's about something like a um, like a subject. And uh, I would say, just like, just say like it's been raining, or something about the news, bad news, fake news. What? And I would just start with the chorus about fake news. You know, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. You got the news, it's fake, it's fake, it's (laughs) fake. You got the news. And then after that, I I would just write, you know, the choruses after that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd make sure the chorus would stick out and people can sing along to it, you know. So you will always make sure that you've got a chorus before you've got the finished product. You won't start it from the start. You'll make sure that the the catchy bits are done and then you can base your song around that, right? Yeah, because we... I definitely want the crowd to sing along. If I'm not throwing stuff or eating stuff, I want people to sing along to the chorus and then listen to the verse. So that was that's another way to catch a crowd. Yeah. yeah. So if I if the venue says you can't throw anything out tonight, you can't do anything interactive, I can still rely on my songs being catchy and people singing along to it. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, it. So, and so that, that, that's kind of my, like, you know, my structure of every song that I do. All right. No, I, I, and so what was, staying on the topic of your songs, yeah. what was the hardest, like, what, what, what song that you wrote took the longest? What took the most effort? Well, because um, I know you're saying that you come up with them. Yeah. But yeah. there's, uh, for me, like, I haven't written that many songs okay. um I've, I've i've written a couple i i, I was in like I, I started jamming out with a couple of mates and whatnot and we'd written about four songs and i my my method was starting from the start i'd i'd i'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd figure out the intro and whatever that intro was i'd be able to work out how i want that style of song to play out whether i want it to be just a straight up thrashy song or yeah. if i want to have it broken up and have some sort of uh, structure to the songs or if I just wanted to be straight flat out, you know. Um, but there were a couple. There was one that I was writing um, and it had a very sort of like – it was one of my favourite riffs that I'd, that I'd come up with too. But with the, the, the grand scheme of things, with the style that I was trying to write, didn't quite fit with the other songs that I'd written. But it was – it was like a re- it had a real like sort of black metal tone to it. I yeah. fucking loved it. It just made me made me think like I was in a forest about ready to burn a church down. You know, like yeah. not literally people. That's just what comes with that that genre. <laughs> that that's just how I felt when I wrote it. But I had a lot of trouble trying to turn that into the style uh, that I wanted to fit with the band sort of thing. So yeah. I ended up just scrapping that song because um, I just couldn't I couldn't fit it in. Like I could use it. I could yeah. still use those the, those riffs that I wrote and and parts of the songs for something else, um, but yeah, at that point in time, it just didn't fit with what I was trying to write. Um, so yeah, uh, what I was what I'm trying to get at as well is similar things for you. Like, do you did you have any songs where you you got into it, you thought it was sweet, but then you get stuck? 
do you do you keep working on it or do you come back to it? Have you had songs that are really like str- <laughs> that make you fucking struggle, sort of thing? Um, what what I normally do is uh, okay, uh, I've got this new album coming out. I would make backing tracks. I would make you know fifty backing tracks, a hundred backing tracks, and that would take me about three weeks. Then I would literally write down topics that people want me to write them a song or a topic that I want to talk about. And then I would go listen to the backing track and go, which topic would fit that backing track? And then I'm like, oh, that one will. Okay, I'll listen to the chorus. And then the actual chorus, I'd go on the drum beat for as 4-4, four, 2-4, four, four, whatever, and I'd get my chorus to that drum beat. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would once I get the chorus, I'll be looking on Google, social media, or whatever for that topic. And then after that, yeah, I would come up with my own spin-off of what Google or that topic enhances. Yep. And then I would um, write jokes about the topic as well to make it comical. And yeah, it's just so I, you've, I, I've, you've, ne- I've yeah. never really gotten stuck on songs sometimes i do the chorus and then the verses just come straight naturally you know i would just do one two three takes of different verses and once i have a verse i'm like i'm charging to finish the song because like I'm so ch- no matter what for you though like even if it doesn't sort of even if it doesn't you don't really have sort of any sort of genre or mold to fit into you just want to write and perform whatever you want to do so i guess yeah. in saying that you don't really have any any sort of issues with um uh s- struggling to have a concept for a song you'll just even if it's a difficult one you're just going to tr- yeah, get I'll it just, done anyway yeah because um the the next one's coming up and i'm excited <laughs> to do the next one yeah, yeah. right just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one's done i want to fucking do another yeah, one yeah yeah because um oh and once i do one i'll just uh let someone hear it that I think is reputable in the music industry and if they like it, then it's a keeper. If they don't like it, then I'll let somebody else hear it and it's, if they like it, it's one out of two, it's a keeper. I mean, if there's ten people that don't like it, then maybe I'll just like don't put it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, just so. see what they think first, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, 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 I like that, I do. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see... Uh, such passion no matter what it sounds like or whatever it is you're doing that you just want to do it anyway yeah you know, I, I love that because i know uh, for a lot of people uh quite often it's very it's very daunting to get up on a stage in front of some uh, in front of even if it's just one person if you're getting up on stage and putting yourself out there in front of everybody and it, it does make it uh yeah like i said quite daunting and quite scary you know but what's refreshing about you is that when you've got enough to do it you just don't give two shits and you just want to see people laugh and have a good time and i am all for that shit you know friends for life man that's fucking great um what we're going to do now is we are going to stretch our legs because i could go for a cigarette um we have uh who ate my mango yeah is (laughs) I fucking love this song. This is probably the first one I ever heard from you as well. Okay. This um, this song yeah, is give us a yeah, no, this, this song is about my friend Matthew. And every time I bought mangoes, he'd come over and steal my mangoes. <laughs> and um you know, he had a key to my house, so 
you know, every summertime when mangoes came out, I'd buy like 10 of them and he'd come over Friday and I, I told him, you know, Saturday morning, don't steal my mangoes, man. I want a mango smoothie. <laughs> and then, every, uh, yeah, then every Saturday, man, no mangoes. I'd have to go to the fruit shop and buy mangoes. So I wrote a song about it and now he doesn't come over. I mean, I outed, I outed Matthew and... But it, I didn't say his last name, so but he took it the wrong way, and then everybody caught on. He's like, "Who ate my mangoes?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." And then it was like, I was like, "I have to keep the song. I can't just cut it." And now he's saying, "Oh, you know, if he wants forgiveness." I'm like, "I'm sorry, you can't have forgiveness because you could have just asked for a mango. I could have shared a mango with you." You have to take it three weeks in a row, then I have to start making a song about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you're not listening to what I'm saying, yeah, it's going to be written down and it's going to be put out for the world to know. Yeah, he, three he, times. Yeah, three strikes in your he out. He literally took about sixty mangoes for me to start making a song about it. Holy shit! So that's it a lot wasn't of just like just one. <laughs> yeah, what's he and, doing with all the mangoes? Oh mate, he he takes them to his house and eats them all. Yeah, <laughs> enjoys himself with them. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Sorry, right. but that's, no, yeah, that, that's why. That, that's it's why it's so, I love it. so comical. <laughs> All right, it well, did actually happen. It's, it's not a lie. No, I, I, I don't. I'm not discrediting yeah. you at all. I believe you. Yeah. It's great. So we're going to take some time out to have a, a bit of a jam of who ate my mango. We already know who ate it, but yeah. we're going to have a listen anyway. All right, cheers. Friends for life. Who took that mango? Who ate my Just wants to eat your mangoes 
he doesn't care for Tango. Too many mangoes for Matthew. Too many mangoes for Matthew. Too many mangoes for Matthew. When Dave throws all the mangoes at Matthew, he can't deal with too many mangoes because he doesn't want to tango. Who took that mango? Who ate my mango? 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 That was a fucking banger. That is that is one of my one of my favorites from yours, Dave. I do. I I I, I don't know what it is, but I, it just it just sucks me in. I love it. Okay, so. Um, what sucks people in is they love mangoes and, um, <laughs> yeah, it's Australia's best fruit every, every summer, a whole heap of mangoes come out and, um, yeah, 80 year olds to little kids have them. So <laughs> like, is, so is this what you do with every one of your songs? It's, it's, it can be anything and everything that yeah. something that you like, something that you dislike and you just put your words on it and you put a beat behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I actually f- listen to the like backing tracks that I make first, and I like, yeah, I just match the backing tracks to whatever I'm trying to sing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to, if I want a light song, I'm not going to put like a dark backing track to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sort of thing. Right. If, right. If, if I want people to start laughing from the get go, I'm not going to have like chimes and, you know, piano to it yeah yeah i'm gonna have like guitars to it do you bring a lot of politics into any of your songs do you keep that out of it anything like say from mainstream media or any of that shit you try to keep that out of anything that you write oh no politics and mainstream media come into like come into a lot of my songs yeah and i just try to give my point of view to the politics and you know my take on the world views mm-hmm. and it's all about equality and everyone living their own lives and everyone not worrying about everybody else's life just get on with your own yeah and if you worry about too many people or what they're doing you forget what you're doing and mm. last year i kind of got caught into that where i'm worrying about everybody else's show and i'm going to everybody else's show and I'm not focusing on how many shows I could play, you know. So in a good way, that did get me to know everybody in the music industry. But everyone's like, when are you playing? I'm like, I'm not. I'm coming to your show. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a reversal of now I'm doing more shows and more people come in to watch my show. Is it a good release for you in, a, in the sense of uh – you know, you look forward to playing these shows. It's a it's a big release by the end of it. Um, makes you feel happy. Makes you want to do another show. It's it, it's one of these. Is it one of these things that you just want to keep doing because it makes you feel better? It's good for your headspace, sort of thing like that. Oh, it it actually after I play, I like I feel relieved that the show's over and the the whole show worked mm-hmm. and everybody enjoyed it. And the last show I did play at the back room, I sprayed 20 skateboards and I had my own logo on it and I gave them, I gave them out for free at Skate Dave and then the skateboards went flying. 
When? <laughs> it was awesome. I'm like, catch that. <laughs> yeah. Just the deck coming at yeah, your head. Yeah, Shit. But, no, but you could see it from a mile away. It's like the lights are on the the, the, the stage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and we got cricket bats too because like cricket with the boys has got cricket bats. So anything that comes, we've got cricket bats to hit them back. So it's Cricket not, was my sport as a kid, man. I wouldn't give me a bat. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, no, it's, it's all good. People like that's that's the whole thing. We throw things out, and we've got stuff to like make sure it doesn't hit us. We've got like tennis rackets as well. We've got cricket bats, and like if balls and skateboards are coming at me, I'm like using the cricket bat to hit it back at you. Jesus Christ! Yeah, Love that's it. like so. I, I, Anarchy. We, yeah, we, <laughs> I wear cricket helmets and and um, bike helmets and. Stuff like that. Where, so if it gets hit, where do you where do you okay. where do you get the time to get all this shit together? Well, <laughs> it's all in my garage. Where have you gotten all this stuff from? Like, <laughs> is it just years it's, of accruing shit, or yeah. you just go out and buy it? Or no, I, I I do go and buy new stuff toys every show, pretty much. But a lot of the stuff comes out of my garage, and a lot of it I've had for years. Like I used to play cricket, you know, and yeah. It's like I used to have cricket. I used to go skating. All that stuff I bring to the show. Yeah, yeah. It's like all my youth is in the garage, and yeah, and I bring it to the show because like I want to show how good life can be at the show. Yeah, got a bit more sentimental meaning bringing your own stuff as well. Yeah, because if someone takes it home, they're like, oh, I've got something good, Dave's. I'm like, yeah. that's awesome. And they share it on Facebook and they're like, oh, man, I should have came because I've got something for free. A memento. Yeah, a memento, yeah. Mm. You should, if the, you know what you should, you could try and do as well. You could get some of your stuffed toys yeah. and make it like a little, a little, not let's say clothing one, that makes no sense. Like, a, um, like with some of these stuffed toys, get little mini Dave show shirts and fit yeah. them onto the bears yeah. and throw them out into the crowd as well. That would be something that you could get people to yeah. be like Dave Show Bear or whatever you want to call it. Like I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, we we did like texters. Like I used to write the Dave Show on different bears and whatnot. Yeah, and throw them out so people like catch them, take them home. They're like, oh, the Dave Show, and then take a photo of the bear, and it's got like yeah, the Dave Show on <laughs> it. So that was like a, a good way of like getting my name out there. Yeah. Yep. So. I just wanted to do something different that no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's trial and error. So that's why I'm doing small shows, big shows, whatever show I'm doing, I'm always trialing new stuff. So then when I do get really big, I know what works and what doesn't work. Have you had a lot of naysayers? Have you had to deal with any of them? I've had a lot of naysayers. But the the thing is I turn them into a lover because I turn them into uh, – I turn – I like say I'll make a song about you. Then I'll let them listen to the song, and then they're like, "Fuck, it. I'm on, I'm on your wavelength." Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know when when people like to try something different, it, it, and that can come in any in any situation. What I'm trying to get at here is when someone likes to try something new or different, usually the hurdle will be like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm not yeah. following this. This yeah. is crap." You know, it, it's a very stagnant way of thinking, but. Um, it it's very refreshing to see something different rather than the same old, and it's not a bad thing to see the same old. You know, I'm not yeah. discrediting anybody's 
live performances or any of the bands out there, but it is always nice to see something different, something yeah. in any sort of genre, like when, whether you incorporate, like when I had Claire on uh, from Terramata, you know, uh, they have released uh, their latest LP and it's like two songs and they're monster songs and it, it, it's got piano, uh, no, it doesn't, it's got uh, violin in it. It's got a very sort of like, um, like a black metal sort of vibe to it, which is something that I've always yeah. really been interested in myself, just how they come up with the, the elements and the sounds for that style. It's very spooky, very demonic, um, but it, it can also be used in a much more clearer, cleaner way, um, like what they do, uh, like what Claire does and how she writes and uh, writes the, her music for Terramata. Um, mad respect to you as well, Claire. Um and it's always it's always refreshing to see that sort of stuff. I, I get I get a a, a bit bigger reaction for myself when I'm watching a show where someone does something even just remotely different than what you normally see. And like I said, it's not a it's not a bad take on any of the bands out there doing their thing because yeah. I still have many friends and many people that I know that are in bands now that are just fucking killing it, you know. And it's not so much that they're push i would say pushing the boundaries but um like say for you you're out there throwing stuff toys into the crowd and wanting to set up rings uh in, in the audience and skateboards throwing at uh, being thrown around the room and stuff like that that's different that's fun you know and it's it's something that catches your eye and it's interesting so i think for you as well it, it's it's definitely something that i that a lot of people can get behind. Um, and, and it sucks too because, yeah, like a lot, of, a lot of naysayers will just be like, why are you bothering? You know, just stick to the norm or whatever. But, you know, normal isn't good for everybody. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, but what happens is when you're not normal, you're unique and that's what people are looking for. They're mm. looking for something that they haven't seen before and it's my job to play as many times as I can to get people on board. And mm-hmm. that's my job as an entertainer. I just think, yeah, I'll just keep playing until I've got nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And it, that's, that's what makes me happy to produce music, make people happy, and then play the shows. And the shows are content to move the Friends for Life movement around Australia and hopefully around New Zealand and then Japan, US, I reckon you would fucking kill it in Japan. I don't know why. I just think you would kill it over there. Yeah, because they love stuffed toys. That's the land of stuffed toys. You know, I'm not sure what it is. I've I've heard uh, a few guys go over to to tour Japan and stuff like that and they've always said the crowds are crazy over there too and they love... They love uh, internationals coming over and playing too. And when yeah. they have something different than what they normally get, like what you would be doing, yeah. I think they would fucking love that. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, so in, in that instance, so you're working, you're working towards trying to get as many shows as you can. Um, what would – so how many shows do you want to try and get by the end of this year? What would be your ideal goal – in terms of shows, would you like to pump out is like one a month or? It's about thirty six. You want to do thirty six shows yeah. this year? Well, last year I did um, 
15 shows. 15, yeah. So this one, yeah, I want to do 35, uh, 36. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Essentially trying to double what you did last year. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's... I want to do about 36 shows. That will give me enough content. See, what, what I'm doing, which is really good, I'm filming every show and I'm turning it into a DVD and then I'm selling it on Amazon and then the link from Amazon to my um, T-shirt website page is where people can buy my T-shirt as well. That's awesome. So, like, if I don't make a lot of money on the show, I'm still making money on Amazon when yep. in, internationally it'll be seen on Amazon you can buy you know you can buy the my live set on DVD and I've done that about six times so I've got six different ones now so each show I'm doing that yeah some shows don't get recorded as well as I'd like to but they don't get put up on Amazon they just use I use that for like content on Facebook and Instagram and whatnot but the ones that are you know, I actually pay someone to go and film. Yeah, they get put up on Amazon. And then over time, you know, I've probably got 20 years of doing it. Mm-hmm. Once I retire, I can like, all, it'll always be on Amazon. I can just go buy my videos. If my, if my computer crashes, I can just go buy my videos again and put them back on my computer. That's what's so good about Bandcamp. It's like, yeah. I put all my music on Bandcamp, but my computer crashed and all my stuff got deleted. So then I, oh, just, no. bought, I just got all my stuff back off Bandcamp again. So I'm happy that I actually did that. And that's the same with Amazon. If my DVDs get taken off my computer or the computer crashes, I can just rebuy it off Amazon. So you you very much do all of this stuff by yourself. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just... Um, I normally get a GoPro and hand it to somebody and um, they video record the, the set or I get someone to bring their own camera and give them some money to film my set mm-hmm. and then put it on my Mac and then put it through um, a video maker, Video Pro, and then put it through to Amazon. Yeah. And I've seen some of the videos that you've put up on your page as well. How long have you been playing left-handed with upside-down guitars? Uh, I've been doing that all my life. <laughs> I start because that's how yeah, I started yeah, learning yeah. guitar. Because I didn't yeah. realize I was a left-handed until I picked up a guitar oh, for the right. first time. Yeah, and I picked it up upside down, and I was like, "This is fucking weird." Yeah, and then my mate was like, "Yeah, because you got it upside down, you dickhead." And I'm yeah. like, "This feels natural to me." He's like, "Oh, well, you're a lefty." I'm like, "Well, now I can't play you and learn your fucking guitar now, can I?" Yeah, this sucks. Now I've got to go out and get my own. It's like, good, <laughs> you can't mess with mine. Yeah. Shit. All right, yeah. But I, I remember I, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'll just go out and buy one and restring it. Yeah. A few people told me like that can muck around with the song, uh, not the song, sorry, the sound um, and whatnot. So I ended up just getting myself one's face in the right way up. But still, like that's how I started learning was, yeah. was playing upside down on a right-handed guitar. It was very interesting. Yeah, well, we have something in common. <laughs> did you do you, did you change the strings though, or did you keep it all uh, the way it was? I mean, when I first bought bought my first guitar, it was right-handed, mm-hmm. and I changed the strings around and played left-handed. Yeah. Then after that, I got lazy and I was like, I'll just buy a right-handed guitar, 
and play it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because yeah, like I was saying, that's how I started learning. Was just it, not even changing the strings over. Oh, right. I just, yeah, it was the dumbest thing because it I could still do the shapes and everything, yeah. but it had to be upside down essentially, and it was just a massive mind fuck for me. So that's when I eventually just got myself a normal sided one because I was too lazy to <laughs> too lazy to do the tune, uh, the restringing myself at this point. Um, interesting. So, yeah. do you find that? to be uh, a little difficult when coming up with some of the songs? Or are you just so used to playing it that way now? No, no, no. Uh, like, I've got about 30 guitars. I've got left-handers, I've got right-handers, and I've, yeah, I've got left-handers and right-handers. So, like, when I record with the left-handed guitar, I get, like, stuck in um, playing the top strings. I get stuck playing, like, the bottom strings. I get stuck playing the middle middle strings. So, like... So if I turn the guitar completely around right-handed, I'm like it. It feels like it's opening my mind up to new sounds that I would never hit on the left-handed guitar. Where did you get all the time to get over thirty guitars, though? Well, I mean, Christ! It started when I was twelve. Still got my first guitar. That's sick. And uh, yeah, so each guitar that each guitar that I bought, I like. I would buy a guitar every three months. Yeah, so I'd be like, I'd work, buy a guitar, work, buy a guitar, and I and then after a while, I had heaps of guitars, and I now trade guitars or buy them, sell them on eBay or Gumtree, and then, yeah, it was like I'd buy guitars that don't work, get new pickups, rewire them, and then on sell them or just buy a new guitar for the podcast that I do. Or like the live stream that I do on Facebook and stuff like that, and then people see the guitar. And like Dave, I want that guitar. I'm like, all right, I'll meet you at the show, and we'll. If you have a guitar that you're playing at the show, we'll swap it after the gig, and then I'll get that guitar for the podcast. That's cool. And then That's after cool. that, if someone else wants it on eBay, I'll put it on eBay, and they can buy it through eBay. Having a mass collection of guitars makes it pretty good like that as well, you know. Once you get over one, you can sell it off and get another one. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people that have like each guitar has different characteristics. They have different tones and whatnot. If I wanted to play something light, I'll play, you know, a Fender. If you want to play something heavier, I'll play like an Ibanez or something. Oh, like I've got a few. ESP is my go-to. I like them. Yeah, I've got a few BC Riches and... um, I've got this Kerry King Celtic BC Ridge. It's like Is it the Flying V one or yeah, is yeah? A, yeah, it's a Flying V and um it was is his first signature model that came out. Ah, uh, okay. And this like I think it was a ten year old guitar. But the owner like it didn't work. It went through the river. Like That's- someone dropped it in, in a river and the guy got given it to him and then he wanted to on sell it. I bought it. And now I've successfully fixed it up. And you did that yourself? You and repaired did, it yourself? Yeah, I repaired it myself. And I bought the EMG pick, active pickups, the 81s and 85s. And uh, then after that, I rewired it and got the pots going. And uh, got the, yeah, I, I got the setup all good and the input well. And I researched how much they're selling for. Mm-hmm. And like, this the one down from the signature model is like nine hundred dollars. So yeah, so I've like 
I know the value of each guitar that I have. Yeah, no Just kidding. If yeah. I want to sell it, I'm like I'm not going to get ripped off. Yeah, right. Yeah, you want to yeah. know what you can get. Yeah, yeah. That, so, is it? Do you, how do you collect other things as well? Yeah. Like, is it, so it's not just guitars that you get. It's, yeah, I have a, a mad collection of skateboards. Uh, like import and export skateboards. So, and I um yeah skateboards, drum kits, guitars, basses. You know, they're like my interests that I collect. I know a lot of people like that. And if they're looking, I go to shows, music shows. If people are looking for a skateboard, I'd go to a skate park and say, is anyone looking for a skate park, uh, skateboard? I've got some here. People come and have a look. Yeah. Oh, if people need, you know, a bass, then I would bring basses in my car, go to a show and say, hey, meet me at the show, have a look at these basses. And if they want it, they have the cash to get it. Yeah. That's awesome. And if they want a guitar at the show, I'll bring the guitar to the show. If you want it, bring the cash and you have it. Otherwise, if you don't, then I'll sell it on eBay. You make a lot of the boards as well, that uh, the skateboards too? Or you, you said yeah, you I, import no, no, them. I, I, I import them, yeah. yeah. I import them from Canada or America or wherever yeah. I can get them from. Because I, I only asked that uh, because um, some of the skateboards that I've seen have got your face on them oh, yeah, as yeah. well. So yeah, that's I, why I thought you might have you yeah, made no, them that, yourself. The, um, yeah, I, I do make the skateboards for the actual Dave show. It's like Right, yes, yeah, now but, I follow. But if like you're looking for a creature board or a birdhouse board or, you know, some particular board that you can't get from a store, I've got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just buy it straight off, straight from me on eBay or just meet up with me and give me the money. Like I, I um got, yeah, I've got a few Slipknot boards that are signed. I've got a few Thyatis murder boards that are signed. I've got a few boards signed by Tony Hawk and whatnot. That's and rad. Eric Coston and a few other boards like that. That like Tory Podwell and um, Shane O'Neill. Yeah, so people are looking for that sort of thing. I've got like a skateboard signed by King Parrot as well, and a lot of ba- <laughs> a lot of bands that make a skateboard. I'll buy it and get some, get them to sign it, and then I'll collect it. And if some massive fan comes along that wants to buy it, they can buy it. How many? So how many skateboards have you got then from other bands? So two date. Uh, two day other bands it would be about say fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. And two of them are Thy Art and King, King uh, Parrot. King Parrot yeah. were the other ones. Yeah. And Slipknot and uh, Metallica. I mean, yeah. Just <laughs> like uh, yeah, it, I just like um, I do meet and greets. So like I'd go meet and greet the band with skateboards, and they just sign the skateboard. You you definitely put yourself out there and. Man, you're insanely interesting. Like yeah. I, I love, I love, like I. This, well, this I'm is, a music collector, and I'll, I'll like. <clears throat> it's really hard to get them to sign a CD. You don't really see the actual signature on a CD on a skateboard, and they're like, "Oh, if I can't do anything, I can actually get trucks on it and ride it. It's usable." Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so it just clicks into what. I like. Mm-hmm. I like to skate. I like to collect. And if there's a band on the skateboard that's got a signature, it's worth something. Yeah. If you weren't doing, if you weren't a part of the Dave show, if you weren't doing it, what do you think you'd be doing with your life? 
I would be starting a band and doing everything that the Dave Show is doing so you in a band. So you still think you'd be amongst it no matter what, like amongst the scene, yeah, being a part of it all? music is a progression. I started playing the guitar. I got sick of that, started playing the bass, got sick of that, started playing the piano, got sick of that, started playing the drum kit, got sick of that, went back to playing the guitar, got sick of that. And I'm like, I started dropping out of bands, got sick of that. And then after that, I'm doing it on my own. And I'm not sick of it. Until I get sick of it, then I'll join another band. Yeah. Yeah, so. And leading on to from that. But oh, the, the whole thing about doing it <laughs> yeah, by yourself sorry. is like, you don't have to include four other people. You can just decide when I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it. Just like you're your own leader and your own promoter and you believe in it that hard that other people will see, oh, man, he, he believes in it and he's pushing it that hard. I want to be on it. Mm-hmm. And there's heaps of opportunities for anybody who wants to join my movement or join me on stage to do that. Yeah. Do, do you think you will see yourself doing this uh, for the rest of your time? Yeah, I want to be like Alice Cooper. I want to like play a show, then go play golf the next day and play a show, play golf next day around the world. Just yeah. golf? Yeah, because that, that's a sport <laughs> that you can't get hurt in. Oh, no, that's not true. <laughs> you, well, Threw my shoulder out one time playing okay. golf, so that's not... <laughs> well, I mean... Then that being said, though, my shoulder's pretty fucked, so okay. it, could have, it, it, it was probably going to happen anyway, so yeah. we're all good on that part. But <laughs> golf's one sport where you can network well. In the music industry. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I would never have thought that. Okay, here's what Alice Cooper did. Don't put me on record, but he told uh, someone in an interview that he used to play a show and then the next day he used to go to play golf and he'd tell um, the actual coordinator of the golf club that does uh, like the dinner celebrations that he, if he couldn't get the next show the next day, he would play a show for the people at the golf club. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a good way if you wanted to do a tour without doing it at a venue, do it at the golf club for the people that coming in for dinner. And so, because uh, you can book your own, you you can book like golf clubs have weddings, like wedding receptions, and they have reception areas, and they have like a pub. They have everything you need to put on a show there. And um, you can actually do it at a golf club. If you had to put on a show, the golf club would let you put on a show there because it bringing members back to the club to drink a beer at the club. I, honestly, I don't know why. I mean, with, with the whole DIY mentality, yeah, yeah, the old do-it-yourself mentality is pretty, it, 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 it's pretty good. Um, uh, in certain areas at certain times, depending on who's playing and stuff like that, you can get yeah. a lot of DIY shows done, especially if that band likes it. Like, I know Guttermouth are touring later this year, and I think, like, half... They had shows booked, but they never even had venues or anything. They were just like, we want to do a free show here or, you know, get us around a mate's place and we'll have a barbecue and we'll do a show in the backyard or whatever. They've, they've still got shows booked out at, yeah. at, at venues and whatnot, but there's, like, there's free shows amongst them. There's house shows or whatever, you know... Um, they definitely are the to- one of the a type of band that do like to do that sort of thing. You know, they'll yeah. have a tour booked, but you know, 
not all the days are filled in yet. They want to party, they want to drink, they want to, yeah. you know, meet some people, they want to go out and have a good time. They're touring overseas, yeah. you know. That's, that's what you want to do, that sort of thing. Um, it, and it does bring an element of uh, surprise when you see them play at yeah. a venue that's not booked. Um, you've, that, that feeling of anything could happen is always looming over and it yeah. just gives you that little bit, little more enticement of, of excitement yeah. Um, for the show and the, the last well the last proper one that I went and saw was this is going back a fair while I think it was uh, Leftover Crack from the States had come over and they decided to do a, uh, a little sneaky show down at the Cooper Escape Park Yeah, and it had Pavarotti on it it had um, fuck I'm drawing a blank on who else was playing on it now that shit I just, I, I just remember that uh, Pov Boys were playing on it because I um, went there with Shauno um it was a fucking sick day out. You know, people are skating over in the distance and then yeah. you've got a generator set up underneath the little shade area um, and all the, the drum set up and everything. I, I honestly thought there was going to be some sort of presence eventually turn up, coppers yeah. being like, shut it down, but no, no dramas whatsoever. And it was an awesome show. And then I think later on that day, or it might have been the next day, oh, pardon me, um, Leftover Crack, I'm pretty sure played at Crowbar as well. Oh, yeah. So they, you know... Wanted to sneak in a. They had the day off, or yeah. they had the afternoon off, and they wanted to play another show. I, I love, I love those things as well. And if you can ever get yourself in a situation like that to do a DIY show, or just get yourself on one or whatever, I don't see why it'd yeah. be a bad thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've um played heaps of birthday parties, and the wildest birthday party I ever played was eighty year. Birthday party. A what? Sorry, an eighty, an eightieth birthday party, <laughs> and um, yes. I made yeah, I made a song about the person who turned eighty, and he loved it. And but I had all these old people throwing cakes and donuts and mangoes, and and it was great. I had a great time, and I had about twenty. People that were from sixty to eighty wearing my t-shirts. And it's like so. My whole demographics is I can play, I can support the Wiggles, or I can support a heavy metal band, or I can play an 80th birthday party. Speaking of Wiggles, so, bro, you should hit them up. They're doing a tour. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'd love to play with the Wiggles. I only know, I only knew that because um, uh, my little one has got a very big fondness when Wiggles decides to come into the picture at any point, whether it be on a screen or if it's yeah. out out and about and we see those colours, old mate's just like straight onto it, you yeah, know. that'd be awesome. And I would have more of a reason to go to a Wiggles show and deal with the crowds if you were an opening act. That would be fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I know. If you're out there listening the Wiggles, let me know. But, um, yeah, no, Um King Parrot went to the Arias, like Australian. Oh, yeah, I remember yeah. seeing them all dressed up for that shit. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> they they know they always get photos with the Wiggles. They never get photos with anybody else. So, I mean, Wiggles are the best, man. I, I know, I know they're the best, but <laughs> it could actually happen. So, like, do it. Yeah, put yourself just, out there for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I just need to know who to contact, how to contact. Yeah, yeah, that's always – and I, I wouldn't even know where to start for that as well. Just hassle them if they've got a Facebook page or if they've got any sort of booking contact number, just fucking hassle them, yeah. eh? Get into it. Yeah, um, it'd be awesome. I I would 
I would pay a lot of money to see that. I really would. Okay. You know, like, even though I haven't really got much right now, I would still love to do it just for the fact that, one, I know my, my little one will enjoy it and I'm going to enjoy it too because you're yeah. going to be on there fucking singing Who Ate My Mango. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still can't get it. I, that's still one of my favourites to this day. Um, as much as I want to play it again, um, we are starting to run out of time about now. Oh, it's um, all good. The ne- do you want me to talk about the next song? Um, yes, we can. Okay. Uh, but before that, all right. Um, I want to thank you tremendously for coming on. I had a great time tonight. No um, worries. And for all you fans out there of the Dave show, he's got a show coming up on the 3rd of March at Betty's Cafe and Espresso Bar in West End. Um, what are the other bands that you're playing with that night? Uh, we've got... Because oh, ba- I, I can't remember, sorry. Oh, no, um, no. Basil from uh, New South Wales. And uh, then another one is like... Um, I think it's like the Goose... The goose moose. The goose like, moose. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then J J Cole or something. J Cole. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but that um, goose moose is like they're from uh, the Gold Coast, and yep. um, my friend Jake, he like he put on the show, and yeah, he yeah he's booking the show through that. I I didn't book this show. I haven't booked any. Shows at Betty's. My friend Jake has been doing it. Oh, okay. Jake Morton. He's, uh, he's a right. good promoter and um, he's all about the Friends for Life movement. Got to yeah. get amongst it, man. It's out there. Keep yeah, it there. It's awesome. I love it. I'm going to be buying a shirt for sure. Um, so, yeah, you can, catch, you can catch Dave at Betty's on the 3rd of March and following that you've got Macho Fest at yeah. 13th of, uh, 13th of uh, April at the back room. Uh, there's, I, I've only just caught the glimpse of it, uh, so I'm not 100% sure who's on that, but that'll come out later on as well. I'll make sure that that gets posted. Um, anything else? Sorry? Oh, no. Um, yeah, Terror Parade is on that, which like is a good band, and there's heaps of other good bands, but I know... Someone worth, I haven't heard of Terror Parade. Someone worth checking out, you say? Yeah, they're, they're really good. You should check them out. Absolutely. All right, then. Okay, well, I think I've talked your ear off no, enough no, now. No, no, it's all good. I thank you for um, having me on. And uh, the next song you're going to listen to is all about equality and it's okay to be straight, gay, single, you know, have a partner, married. Just don't let society bring you down. Just enjoy life and not worry about anybody else but yourself. I love it, man. That's a great message. Friends for life, eh? That's it. Friends for life. Fuck yeah. Right. Thank you so much, everybody. It's been a great time. I'm going to take you out with... Uh, what Screaming was Eagle. Yeah. Screaming Eagle. That's the one. Yeah. All right. Cheers, guys. All right. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. Like your friend. Oh, oh, my God. It's so good. We like to be your friend. We are the screaming eagles. We like.
like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. It's okay to be my friend. We are the Screaming Eagles, we like to be your friend. Double dick actions for John's reaction. Every time we meet, it's so satisfaction. We are the Screaming Eagles, we like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles, we like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles, we like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles, we like to be your friend. It's okay to have same-sex marriage. It's okay to be inside your partner's eye. We are the Screaming Eagles, we like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend. We are the Screaming Eagles. We like to be your friend.